You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. We continued through our series in the book of Philippians on Sunday as Josh preached from chapter 1, verses 18b through 26. On the podcast today, we start by talking about joy and how Paul gives us an example of how to have joy in any circumstance. Paul also says that he is sustained by the prayers of others on his behalf and by the Holy Spirit. So we spend time talking about the importance of following the Holy Spirit's promptings and of praying for others, which also leads us to discussion about the importance of knowing others through deep relationships. I love these conversations. Thanks for joining in. This is After the Message. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, hey, Michael. Mike. Hey, Mike. Michael Lee. Good to see you, Michael. Hey, Michael Lee. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a little story. Uh, so, Josh asked before we started recording whether I was a Michael, um, because I've gone by Mike for like years and years and years. I can't even remember when I went by Michael. Ever since People I've only known. call me Michael when they're mad at me. Oh, and you're in trouble. Oh. Yep. And Michael usually, Lee. it's my mother. You know, uses that mm. when she's angry. Yes, um, we're used to. Not so much anymore. But uh, yeah, and so my middle name is Lee. Mm. Michael Lee. Yeah. Michael you had an uncle named Victory? <laughs> no. <laughs> not right. I had an uncle named Victor. Victor partially oh, okay. correct. His middle yes. name wasn't Lee. No, I'm sorry. Not an uncle. My grandfather. <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> so you got me all confused now. And Sylvester. You right. need to go to Ancestry. Right. My other grandfather's right. name was Sylvester, Sylvester, but they called him Bud for short. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's always short for Sylvester. Every time I. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, yeah. all the slides that I know. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea where the bud came from, but but uh, yeah, but it was That's easier awesome. than Sylvester, I guarantee you. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, well, how do we get on that? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey, yeah. it's like where are we right now? Um, yeah, so it's good. Good to see you guys. Everybody have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Beautiful weather. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Yes, beautiful That's weather. Great. Um, yeah, I mean it was so cool and so nice. Yeah. I hope it stays a while. Yeah. Mississippi probably won't. It's, yeah, it'll be uh, hot by the end of the day. Oh, Ninety you. degrees next week, uh, probably. Thank you for the encouragement. Hey, yeah. I unpacked my last. Though. I unpacked my last box. Hey, congratulations! Hey. How long have you been here? Four, four months. Four about four months. Four, yeah, four months. months. Yeah, four mm-hmm. months. I packed my last box. Hey, we've been here uh, yeah. almost fifteen years, oh, and we just packed to unpack the last box. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say pack the last box? <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> you gonna tell us something, Mike? Uh, no, just unpack our last leave. box. What was in it? I'm just curious. What was in your last? box? It was like some just like decorative items and things okay. that obviously we don't need. We haven't used them in yeah, 15 years. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but, but now they're retro and in again. Yep. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. No. We moved somewhere for 11 months one time and put some stuff in storage. And at the end of that, when we got it out, I was like, if we haven't needed it yeah. in yeah. almost a year, do we don't. really need do we really it? Need well, see, it? I think that's what happened. When we moved here, we, we had a good bit of our stuff in storage for about three years mm-hmm. because we rented a place here while we were selling our house in Orlando. Yep. And it took a while. Uh, and so we did without so much of our stuff for that yeah. long mm-hmm. of a time. And yeah. when we actually got it back, it was like, you know, we weren't in a rush to unpack yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a rule of decluttering that says if you haven't used it in a year, out. Yep. There you go. Mm, Close. It doesn't spark joy. Stuff. Dead spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know how we got on that topic either, but yeah. That's what happens when we random the day. Michael. Random yeah. topics today. I know. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we got in the room today, Beth Bowman. Yes. Hey. hey. Glad to be here. Fall break. 
Yes, fall break. We yep. got Josh Braddy, got Preston Crow, Sean Selman, Thanks. and guess who? Chase. 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 With a new haircut. He does have a new haircut. Looking good, Chase. Mm-hmm. Looking good. If I had buddy. more hair, I would do that. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, yeah, so it's fall break this week. Um, it showed a little bit at church yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and it was home games for all the Mississippi yes. schools. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it was great. But it was a great day of worship. And we, awesome. were, we were continuing in the Philippians series. And so, still in chapter one. I mean, we've been several weeks. And uh, I think we've got another week in chapter one. That's right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And a little bit into chapter two. We'll, we'll, we'll just yeah, we'll, get we'll, right across the line. We'll make across the, bridge the bridge into chapter two. So... Uh, yeah, but great sermon, Josh. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Well done, man. Yeah. Thank you. Well done. And so, uh, yeah, I love uh, I love how you know we're just getting this this picture of Paul who who's you know gone through so much, obviously, and and you know now we find him in prison, and and uh, and yet he's you know he's talking about. I mean, in the very first very first piece of what you preached from Sunday, he talks about how he will rejoice, you know, mm-hmm. and he has joy in in his circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably in, circum- in a set of circumstances that many of us would probably find a hard time finding, finding joy. joy in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'm so inspired by that. I am too. And, and for that, like this perspective, right? So a lot of times when we read the New Testament and we hear Paul's in jail, many times we, we don't have a reference for what that may be or, or how long that may be. Is, is that like a one day, is he in jail? Like he got in trouble, therefore he's going to get in jail for one day. What we can understand, at least believe about this moment, is he's about two years in to a, a stay mm-hmm. with no end in sight. And, mm-hmm. and as he's writing these letters, he, he doesn't know. Providentially and thankfully, his, his release is going to be soon after this, but his martyrdom is going to be soon after this mm-hmm. as well, just mm-hmm. a, a few years uh, ahead. But for him, he has no clue how long. It's been two years. He doesn't know how long he's going to have. And so to your point, man, mm-hmm. I, I don't, and it's not just lost on us where we would have trouble finding joy. There's brothers and sisters, that's why he's writing these letters, yeah. who are finding it really difficult to say, I don't want to sell out my life to the Lord if if this is what it gets me, if if this is where I'm going to end up, if I'm going to be like Paul. And so what he's helping them understand is, no, no, all of this is is used to advance the kingdom. Like yeah. You don't have to go to jail to advance the kingdom, but even if you do, yeah. advance the kingdom, like yeah. all of right. it's for God's glory. No matter what. No yeah, matter what. That's, right. that's, a, wow. that's a great point about him not knowing how long he's going to be there, because I think sometimes when we go through hard things for the sake of Christ, if we know there's a pretty quick end to it, mm-hmm. It's like, almost like, hey, let's celebrate this. We can do I can it. do this. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. but but when you don't know how long it's going to last, that's a lot harder. Yeah, that's mm. exactly that's right. Harder. Yeah. Do you I, think it's a lot harder because it it is an for me? And I'll, I'll go all cards on the table. The longer it's an inconvenience to me or, or to what I love the most, that that is then becomes the struggle for me, mm-hmm. right? And and I, th- I think that that is where this text is going to get us as you journey all the way through these verses, because essentially whatever you value the most is going to play out in your life. Mm-hmm. And and we can put some things on pause, like if we went back last week and we talk about the the mission trip illustration and the idea of well, I I can go and and rough it for a week. I can mm-hmm. rough it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Can I rough it for two years? Mm-hmm. Can I rough it for two years without my wife and without my kids or knowing right. if they're okay or, or maybe they're not okay, like knowing they're not okay, but for the sake of the gospel, I'm still going like, is, is it still worth it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for mm-hmm. me, yeah. this is where that begins to, to become more real as we consider Paul's yeah. words mm-hmm. in this first chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated yesterday you reminding us that 
these are real people. Yep. Right. right. We we oftentimes kind of put them on a pedestal, almost give them like superhuman capabilities. Mm-hmm. And it also makes me wonder, like, as Paul's writing this, I don't, I don't think he's writing it just for the sake of Philippi. He's writing it for yes. himself too, yes. right? Like to be reminded because he is, he's sitting in an, an unknown. Yep. He, he doesn't know the end of this. He doesn't know how his next day will play out. And I think one of the things you see from Paul is as he's writing this, he's reminding himself yeah. of this is who Christ is. Mm. And this is where, um, because I think oftentimes we read it and we forget that that he's he's human mm-hmm. and he he's probably struggling. He's probably having some of the same thoughts that we have, yeah. but he's just returning always to mm. yeah. the grace and the mercy, the love, the the, mm. the worth of Christ, right? And so, so I think it's not just to them, but it's also to himself even. That's a good word because, it, you know, again, if you, you take that further 38,000 foot, you go 50,000 feet, he's not just writing this letter to the church at Philippi in this moment. He's got about five churches that during this time that, that we can go back and say he wrote this letter. And that is a uh-huh. great point, Sean, that he's – in many ways, yes, he's encouraging the church, but he's encouraging himself mm-hmm. right. um, to remind himself of the gospel. And what a great practice for us to remember yeah. today. Yeah. Mm. That's great. Thank you yeah. for bringing that up. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think about that. And we we actually had some discussion around this in our life group. And it was, you know – I mean, you know, I look at my own life and, I, I like, I love – I don't know if I, I would call myself a control freak, but I do love having a plan mm-hmm. and I love executing the plan. And so when it comes to my life, like I like to know and and, and know where I'm headed uh, and what I'm planning on. And sometimes when that gets disrupted, you know, it, it's uh, it's hard to trust, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think what we see here is Paul trusting God's plan for his life, mm-hmm. no matter what. Like no matter what the circumstance, whether he's in prison, out of prison, whatever happens next, like he's he's choosing joy and choosing yeah. to trust. Yeah. So there's yeah. a sermon series right there. Game over. <laughs> Look at that. Pack it up. Let's go home. We're done. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Well, so um, you know, in the very next verse, uh, uh, you know, Paul says, you know, that that he knows that this through the prayers and the help of the Holy Spirit, which we can get into in a minute because, you know, you talked about, you spent a little time talking about those mm-hmm. were the things that sustain him. He talks about the, this will turn out for his deliverance. Right. Mm-hmm. And you talked about that, that there are two possible meanings right. for the word deliverance there, for the yeah. way he uses it. Yeah, and, and they're really not that hard um, and because they're, they're pretty general, but they're exactly spot on. So first idea would be would he would be delivered from the Roman jail. Like he'd get out. Like he's in he's in. Um, in jail, he is he's not free, uh, but he he has a potential to get out. But the other deliverance, and and he sees it, I would say even more like this this would trump over over the deliverance from the jail would be deliverance from this sinful life, uh, where he would get to go home. And and he speaks more to that as this text unfolds. But those are the two things that he is eyeing. He's saying, look, I I know I know that your prayers and know the Holy Spirit is going to help me see the deliverance. Like I believe it's already happened. But it's going to happen by me walking out of this jail, being free to go and continue in ministry, or I get to go home and be with the Lord. Either of those two things, that that is going to be deliverance for me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in our life, we associate one of those things as deliverance, and the other thing is a punishment or a bad or an evil extended to us. Paul gives us a new way as Christians to think about it. Um, because, and again, I'm not saying that we advocate that we we and like are just waiting for for God to kill us or or God to or, or for us to be killed and, and us to be brought home 
But if that were to happen, like the, the day we breathe our last breath for a Christian, that's not a tragedy. Mm. It may be tragic for those that are left behind. It may be tragic for all of those who continue on in love because what grief is is a continuation of love of something or someone that is no longer there. So surely there is tragedy on this side still of eternity, but for the believer, the day, no matter the age that they are, the day they quit breathing is the greatest deliverance we will ever experience because there's no more sickness, no more pain, no more death, no more tears in that moment. And so Paul is helping us understand that in the fight of this life, in the the, the trials that we will face, you can be delivered from the situation or you can get to go home. Mm. Either of those two things are going to be good. One's better mm. and going home's better. Yeah. Hmm. But, but sometimes it's hard to see that. It's way hard uh-huh. to see oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I have my agenda and my plans and, 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 and things I feel like God's called me to. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. let me help. Yeah. Help me. <clears throat> let me finish these things. Well, and so, I think the easier, the easier life has gotten in terms of just day-to-day life, the more comfortable it's gotten maybe in some ways the less we look forward to that deliverance, the ultimate final deliverance of being mm. able to go to heaven. You know, mm, yeah. I think when 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 you grow up in a society or in a culture, in a life, in a time span that's hard, then you look forward to that a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think we have a tendency to say, ah, this is, this is pretty good. If I could just get enough stuff fixed here around me, then I'd just be just as happy to be right here than to be heaven. Mm-hmm. And we kind of lose sight of that ultimate... The ultimate victory, right? right. The ultimate yeah. win. There's both are a win, but one win is better, as you said, yeah. and we kind of lose that. Absolutely. So, yeah. so that makes me. Uh, it makes me think about this, and I'm, I'm not even sure that this is fully formed in my head. So if it comes out all jumbled, I'm sorry. Um, but you know, we see here. I mean, okay, Paul's talking about deliverance. It could be one thing or another. Like mm-hmm. it could be, it could be I get out of prison. It could be I die and I'm, yeah. I go be with Jesus. Uh, you know, later in the in the coming verses that that you preach from you know he's talking about uh you know he's he's wrestling with this idea of what do i do i is it better for me to stay is it better for me to to go and be with jesus um so i get and i appreciate his stance but but it makes me think like okay but but is it is it wrong to pray for something specific you know i mean Mm -hmm. like like uh this is really what i want or this is what i would hope for yeah um you know, because if everything's, you know, man, I love the posture that, that, yeah, I man, God, whatever you choose to do, like I trust you, but at the same time. that That's you know, rarely my posture. I hope, I hope, but <laughs> yeah. I hope your will is this, you know. I would, I would love to say that. Um, we received a book at Stafford Tree. I love it. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? Yeah, praying like monks, living like fools. I recommend it for everybody. But one thing he says is is that sometimes we we feel like we have to get all organized and be like Paul Uh and oh Lord, whatever you want with my life. God knows your heart. Just say, God, I got a lot on my to do list. I'd like to finish first. Mm. I mean, you can say that. It's not as if you speak it that anybody's going to be surprised. He doesn't already know. It's not like he's already know. And and I think that's where we complicate prayer. Um, we complicate it by thinking we have to be in a spiritual point to pray. Mm. No. Yeah. Like you, you don't arrive somewhere and then you can begin to pray. Right. We, we just you talk just to our Father. start right there. And then yeah. and even the, the greater help is, well, Josh, what if we don't have the words? Well, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the Spirit gives you words even when you don't yes. have them, which is great. Mm-hmm. Paul, uh, uh, Paul. <laughs> Paul. Apostle Paul, Mike. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey. You went from Michael Lee to, uh, <laughs> to the Paul. Apostle Paul. Oh, goodness gracious. Name it's change. early in the morning. I need one more cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming Mike. up in the world. 
the Apostle Paul does go on to say, and I don't think that your your thought is half baked. I think it is right because he he makes a statement, and it is unique. We didn't address it yesterday. He says, "Which will I choose?" Mm. And it wasn't which yeah. will God give me or which will be my fate. He says, which one will, will I choose? And so yeah. there's this idea that he's able to choose one of those two, mm. that, that he is going to, to say, all right, Lord, this is what I desire. I, I desire. And then he essentially says at the end, I desire to stay here for your benefit. For your sake. That's yeah. right. Like, I, I, yeah. know, I know to go home is far better. Like, mm-hmm. And that, that's coming. I, I know going there is going to be far better. So to choose that would be far better for me. But for your sake... I'm going to choose this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go that way. Now, again, I, I can't parse out what that actually means. I don't yeah. believe that's speaking something into existence. I don't believe that's a name it, claim it theology, but I do believe there is something, too, he desires to stay. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he prays to that end. God delivers to that end, and he continues to minister mm-hmm. to that end. Mm. And, and I think that just shows the heart of Paul as he's in prison <laughs> Because if I'm in prison, I'm probably more focused on myself than I am others, right? In my situation and when am I going to get out, whichever way I get out, right? But even in his comment, it is more other-focused. It is more Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about your needs. I'm putting others above myself even as I sit in a prison situation, cell or whatever it is. Uh, And so just his mindset of always being thoughtful of those that he – knows and has ministered to and have ministered to him along the way. Yeah, and and the fact that he's in prison thinking, God, okay, I desire you to deliver me out of this prison so I can go minister, ministering to the people is what yeah. got him in prison. That's right. Yeah. And so in many ways, he spent two years, he doesn't know when he's going to get yeah. out. And what he's praying already is, God, send me back yeah. out to do the exact, exact same, same thing, thing that brought right. me back into this place. That's right. Yeah. And yes. essentially, that will be what what, what happens? Yeah, <laughs> sends him home to glory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that, that is his prayer. Look, uh, this this is you want me to you want me to go back to jail so I can preach the gospel to the guards. Fine. You want you want me to 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 share the gospel with all the inmates. Whatever you want, God. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a special place to be. Yeah. Again, yeah. he is not deity. Right. He is he is yeah. not on par with. Mm-hmm. G- he is a That's broken, right. failed man who yeah. God is using in a mighty way. Mm-hmm. But That's but right. I, going back to Marley, he's reminding himself of a of a concrete truth yep. that crisis is everything right and, and so even in this deliverance like I, i'm i'm sitting here thinking if i'm sitting in prison my focus is i want deliverance for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but paul's bringing our attention to he doesn't just want deliverance for himself he right. wants deliverance for the mission of making christ known mm. like so even in even in his deliverance, it's not a selfish, not a selfish. That's right. Type of deliverance. That's right. And and even to the point of, I think what what you can draw from from Paul's earlier statements, um, as he's kind of building this mindset, is that whatever happens. So even in our minds, we even see deliverance as being okay, either going home to Christ or getting out of prison. What if it means being transferred to another prison? Mm. Like what? What? So even like for us. Are there moments that God delivers us and we don't even recognize our deliverance? Yeah, because it's so, not like we want it. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. this is what this is what God's plan is. This is this is sovereign God working things out so that ultimately it's not about our needs, but His yeah. name being made known. And yeah. so that that's a that's the thing that Paul I think keeps drawing our attention back to mm. in the struggle that he's having. Um, the the reminders that he gives us is like whatever happens yeah like if i'm delivered one of those two ways if something else completely different 
it is all about Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. And mm. and I think that's a like you said, is is that our thoughts? That that's not where my thoughts go, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. We we tend to be more selfish. Well, and, I think that's I think that's another key to joy too. Yeah. You know, we we see Paul here and and again with with this he talks about rejoicing. You know, he's he's very others centric, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he's not thinking of himself. Yeah. He's thinking about others and I, I think it's it's hard not to have joy when your posture is that of of serving and 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 looking out for the best interests of others. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that so as as we jumped ahead, like there were two things that brought him there. Like we keep yeah. saying that uh-huh. that's not that's not where we are, that's not our place. But Paul says it's not my typical place either. Yeah. It's two things that two things. Yeah. sustain me in that. It's the prayers of the people mm-hmm. and it's the Holy Spirit at work in my life. Mm-hmm. And I and again, I know we live in a really churched religious culture and we talk about praying for people all the time. Prayer matters. Mm-hmm. Like it is effective. It changes things. It is just an encouragement to know that people are actually praying for you and to hear them pray for you. So mm-hmm. like I, I know that even with Gideon, uh, 15-year-old son, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to instill in him, don't just tell people you're going to pray for them. But if if in the moment you feel the need to say, hey, Beth, I'm going to pray for you, stop right there mm-hmm. and pray, Do like voice a prayer over <laughs> yeah. them. Mm-hmm. There's great encouragement. Now, again, this is going to be a really silly illustration, but it's still fresh. Like just an hour ago, I, I was able to go to the gym and do a workout, and I, I, I felt today not as strong as I normally would feel. And and I, I told the coach, I was like, I need you to be right here. I need you to look at me, and I need you to cheer me on. And it allowed me to lift the weight and, and I don't. If you've ever done something like this, you know when you have an audience and you have people mm-hmm. watching you, you're able to do more for longer than you typically would if it was you by yourself. Oh, definitely. It's a silly illustration, yeah. but it's absolutely true, mm-hmm. and even more so in the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. That if you are walking with other believers and they are speaking encouragement to you and praying for you, you are going to be stronger and you're going to have more longevity mm-hmm. in the call that you have on your life. We see it in the the material world. It is so much more in the spiritual world. And so that's why Paul says, it's your prayers that affect me and sustain me for two Mm. years. And I know that I'm going to continue on. Why? Because you're going to keep praying for me. You're going to keep encouraging me. And the Holy Spirit's here with me. Yeah. So, so you made it a point from from that passage to say something, you know, the fact that it's it's hard for us to pray for one another if we don't know one another. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that that that's a great um, just reminder of what we often talk about is the importance of knowing and being known. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so uh, I mean, I, and I think I think there's a lot of directions we could go as we talk about that. Just mm-hmm. just the idea of knowing one another, but but again, it's the idea that. As the body of Christ, as as a, as a local body of believers, like we need to, we need community with one another. Like we need, we need to uh, to be making our circles smaller. Um, which again, we could go the life group direction with that. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, but but yeah. So I mean, you guys, I, I think yeah, Sean, yeah. you had some interesting thoughts about that. Yeah, earlier. I'll, I'll I'll channel my Jay Fletcher here. Um, <laughs> the, the importance of groups, right? Yep. Yeah. And just. Especially in the church, our size, the importance of life group. But then you mentioned it, making our circles smaller. Inside of those life groups or inside of your life circles is finding that smaller, even smaller group of people that really I can share, I can be vulnerable with, I can be transparent, I can ask them to pray for me. Like I'm I'm doing life, I'm walking alongside Mm -hmm. in a very intimate uh, way that that we know one another we know our struggles we know the things that we're thinking we're, we know the things that that maybe set us off that day you know mm-hmm. it's it's the 
it's the realness, the authenticity right. of that smaller group. And so if you don't have that, um, I would say if, if you're walking in these doors, sitting in a chair, attending a worship service and walking out, mm-hmm. there's another step for you to take. Yeah. Absolutely, like, Sean. And I think about that idea of having a burden, like mm-hmm. not, you know, yeah. bear one another burdens. Yeah. You know, bear, you, that's what happens in a small group is you yes. have that burden mm-hmm. and you bring it and it's shared. <laughs> that's right. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you bring that request to them. And yeah. and that is uh, that is life in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. alone. Yeah. Not you know, alone. I was thinking in our life group yesterday, um, we ended up not really doing the lesson per se because of this very thing that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It opened up even as we began with prayer and we started sharing the level of sharing was a little bit different yesterday. Mm. The uh, level of openness was a little bit different. And um, gosh, I just think around the room and, and it was it was pretty cool just to hear different people being known. Like, mm-hmm. you can't pray for me in this unless I let my guard down a little yes. bit and be a little more vulnerable mm-hmm. and share with you where I really am. But then also to hear answered prayers within our group yeah. of like even mm-hmm. someone who had had surgery and she made the comment afterwards like after her surgery that she felt the prayers of our of our life group now i don't know theologically i don't know where all you go with sure. that what, what but that if mean? you've ever yeah. been through a hard time and Absolutely. known like mm-hmm. you knew that there were people mm-hmm. praying right. for you you do there Those there is something about that you. that keeps Absolutely. you going through the hard times mm. well I, i'll tell you yesterday in real time and I, again i don't know the theology behind this mm-hmm. but i know it's very real and i know the spirit so so again, Paul says, because of your prayer and the Spirit's work, as if sometimes we can read that as if they're two separate, separate. things, but they're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're, they're right. one and the same. And I believe the Spirit is mm-hmm. working and prompting right. in all of our lives, right. one Spirit in all the lives of the believers, mm-hmm. not many spirits in the lives of the believers, right. one right. that right. draws us all together. So yesterday, like just all cards on the table, like I felt like it was probably the worst sermon I've ever preached. Hmm. Um, and, and it was just maybe the headspace that I was in, maybe it was the fact that uh, typically, there's about a thousand more people in our worship center that weren't there yesterday <laughs> for whatever reason, and so I get up to preach, and I'm, I'm about three minutes into the sermon. I think I'm the worst preacher. Everybody hates this. I need to pack it up and I need to go home. And so I finish the day, and I'm sitting for the invitation, and and I'm, I'm loving like the invitation was sweet, and I had a chance to pray with with a sweet sister saint, and and it was it was great. But then as it's over, I thought, nobody here loves this. No, Everybody hates me. I, I just need, like, like, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Might as well go eat worms. And so I get done and legitimately unprompted, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to, to wear this burden yes. on my face yeah. or on, on my, my, my person. And before I got out of the church yesterday, at least five people came up to me and said how much they love me, how much they're praying for me. Mm-hmm. And even during the service that they were praying for me and the spirit led them to pray for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, wow. like this right. doesn't Aww. happen yeah. every week. Mm-hmm. But in a moment of, of, of yeah. need, mm-hmm. the spirit is stirring yeah. in our church family yeah. with people yeah. that I know yeah. and don't know yeah. to pray for me. And yeah. they felt the need to come and share with me, which then gives me energy. Mm-hmm. Give, gives oh, me yeah. not just like oh, yeah. okay, now I'm ready to go, but energy and ministry to say, oh yeah. man, this this is much bigger than me and us. God oh, yeah. has got it. This mm. is His That's church, right. mm. and I can. I mean, it just felt like a just a taste of potentially mm. what the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. experiences. Right. Yeah, I love in that. that cell. I love that. And I, I, back to prayer and people praying for you, but I just think it's it's a part of God's plan and miraculous through prayer that all of us are sitting here today. I mean, I you know sometimes we we look at. Um, 
people who have a lot of family in the faith and think, well, it's just um, it, it was just part of their plan yeah. that they went into ministry. And I, nothing could be farther from the truth in my life. And same, I'm sure some of you have here. the same yeah. thing that it's people in the past who prayed or who saw something in us mm-hmm. worthy to pray and support and encourage. Yep. Uh, it's just to me, just yeah. a daily miracle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a great word. What I think too, and I think Sean earlier, you made a point uh, before we recorded, just the the idea that you know a lot of times when we think about praying for others, we think about prayer requests. You know, sometimes we gather Mm -hmm. up in a circle and it's like we take prayer requests, which is great, and we need to know you know you know some of the specific things that are going on in one another's life. But but there's also this 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 piece to yeah we ought to be spurring one another on. That's right. That's what comes to mind is the passage out of Hebrews to spur one another Mm -hmm. on, and so to to not just Burdens, yes. We yeah. we ought to we ought to bring prayer requests. We ought to bring yeah. our burdens to one another. But how do how do we pray that we we would be led into the will of God mm-hmm. in our lives as we live it out, right? And so praying praying the truth of Scripture over one another, praying that that God would would basically lead us in such a way, um, but also to to pray for one another that we would see and embrace the truth that might bring repentance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is an, is another big piece that you, you brought to bear yesterday is this whole idea is that as the Holy Spirit prompts us through this, through this work of fellow believers praying and we're praying together, um, uh, us praying ourselves, praying for other people, how does that, li- how does the Holy Spirit then use that, mm-hmm. right. that, that tool of prayer to then move our hearts toward ministry and toward God himself? Mm-hmm. And when that happens, when we are brought into the presence of God, it should also bring us to a place of repentance. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And yeah. so, and so, like, I appreciated your comment yesterday on that. Is that oftentimes we see that that is a beautiful work, mm-hmm. but we see it as this moment of, oh, I'm convicted. Oh, uh, something needs to change, and I see it as a moment of failure and guilt and shame. Yeah. I'm in trouble. He's going to get me. That's right. Yep. But instead, mm. it is a moment where God Himself, in His incredible grace and mercy that Paul points us to, yeah. opens up the door to say, "Hey, I'm 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 drawing you into this abundant life that I have in, in Christ for you." That's exactly right. And and so come on in. And and so to see repentance as that invitation into life, mm-hmm. instead of an invitation into guilt and shame, I think is a game changer. Yeah. Um, for us. So. It's a good word. I love that. No judgment. Let's just let's repent and yeah. trust yeah. that that it's it's open and available to all. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. not. No one has a corner on this. Yep. No one right. has a That's corner right. on mm-hmm. uh, this. I thought that was just beautiful. yeah. And, and it is good. And, and again, I think if we understand our Christian walk collectively as we are going together. So first century, um, they, I don't think, and I wasn't there, right? So, But as we read it, as we understand first century Christianity, it was not individualized, particularly as much as it is today. A lot of times we see our walk with the Lord and that's all it is. Like, I just need Jesus. That's all. No, we, we need each other. We were built for community. Christianity is built for community, right? So that whole thing. But what they were known as, they were called followers of the way. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is a direction and we are going this way. It was, the, the gospel that we preach is Christ has come, his kingdom has come, and we are ambassadors of this kingdom as we mm-hmm. go out. So we are going in a direction with the gospel. 
when we go the wrong way, mm-hmm. we are called under conviction and called to repentance. Mm-hmm. Repentance, again, should not be seen as something that is bad or you're in trouble or my dad's going to get me, but it's a gracious thing that mm-hmm. God extends to us and says, you're going the wrong way. Go that way. We're, we're, right. This is the direction, the mm-hmm. call on your life. So stop that and let's mm-hmm. return and go back this mm-hmm. way. That's why repentance is always more than I'm sorry. Yeah. Because what good is a repentant heart if all we're doing is saying, God, I'm really sorry I'm going this direction, and we keep going that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There is grace in understanding, oh, no, I, I am. I, I've messed up. Like I, I, I was, I'm called to go this way, but I'm going that way. Mm-hmm. God, thank you for showing me. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for showing me mm-hmm. a thousand times yeah. that I'm going the wrong way, <laughs> and you, in your grace, turning me around and helping me yeah. continue to follow the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think the the fact that he's calling us back to himself, you know, yeah. it's, it is a calling away from something, right? If we're in sin, it is a calling away from that. Yep. But sometimes I think we leave it there. It's it's almost like, okay, repentance means I've got to stop doing that, that thing. thing, which is Go true, back. but there's more to it. Yep. And part of it is turning, not just turning back to Living a better life, right? Yep. But turning back to the one who saved us and gave right. us the ability to live that life in the first place. And mm. Preston, finding our ultimate pleasure in him. Mm-hmm. And the world has this uh, so discombobulated between let me just repent. Maybe I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And let me just be a nice person. Right. Yeah. right. But yesterday in Life Group, John Damon, I went to his class and he talked about finding the ultimate pleasure, the ultimate mm. joy. Mm-hmm. In Christ alone, and mm-hmm. everything else is, I've always said temporary. He said elementary. I thought that was so great. That makes me think of a quote by C.S. Lewis. Josh, would you share that? I, you shared it with me earlier. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was so good. Yes. It was so good. Here, I can't find it, but it was just. No, um, I, I got it. If, if you are C.S. Lewis so, fans. Oh, So, Beth, him. you don't want to read that quote? Well, I can't. <laughs> my computer's not I got closed. you. It's the quote from no. The Weight of Glory. If you've not read that, that work for C.S. Lewis, it's not very long, uh, but it is incredible powerful, and this is what it says. Our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. Hmm. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because we cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of holiday at the sea, we are far too easily pleased. Hmm. It's a beautiful quote. It is one that sits in the front and the back of my Bible mm-hmm. um, uh, on the covers. And so it, mm-hmm. it reminds me to to not settle for less than what God has That's for great. me mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. for us to, as Christians collectively, uh, as we preach, never mm-hmm. to settle for less than what God has mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so good. good. That's awesome. So good. Well, uh, guys, it's been great conversation today yeah. and uh, um, looking forward to the rest of this this series has been so good so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. And uh, thanks, Michael. Josh, I think that was a great sermon you did. Thanks, yeah. you. thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Uh-huh. And I took a lot of notes. Which I took a lot of notes. Good. good. I, I didn't say that for you guys to tell me it was good. Uh, I just want you to it's know the that. Affirmation circle. The, uh, <laughs> where we are, we all get to those places in our life, absolutely. no doubt. Yep. You are. Absolutely. We need other people in our life. Absolutely. Um, and, and it reminds me, actually, as we wrap up, uh, you know, you, you talk about those people who, who, who came to speak to you after, um, and, and no doubt, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit knew what was happening right. and, uh-huh. and prompted those people to pray. And I just, you know, 
I think for anyone listening, I just would encourage you, like, don't disregard those mm, promptings that you word. feel mm. to please don't to pray that's or right. to write a note or to you know for someone because often that's the Holy Spirit speaking. Mm. And uh, you know, I remember a specific time when I f- I just felt this urge to pray for and write a note to somebody mm-hmm. and mail it, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know it was a week later I get a call from them and just you know and saying, hey, you know, your note meant so much. And they talked about how timely it was and stuff. Yeah. I, I could have not yeah. known that. There was no right. way I could have known yeah. that. Yeah. But yet Spirit. the Holy Spirit put them on my heart. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, don't disregard those things. Um, so, guys, uh, great, great conversation. Looking forward to next week and uh, love doing life with you. Love you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. And don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.